What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Bucks. My name is Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday, and also find my work over at ESPN. And we've got a special guest today, a 13-year NBA vet, uh, now in the broadcasting game with the New Orleans Pelicans, specifically Sirius XM Radio as well, Antonio Daniels. Uh, we're going to ask him lots of broad questions about the Milwaukee Bucks today. Uh, what did the offseason look like for Milwaukee? Should they have had a different approach? Is running it back a reasonable path for the Bucks to take? Uh, Mark Budenholzer, how has he evolved as a coach? Has he evolved as a coach? And Giannis and Tim Duncan. Antonio Daniels played with Tim Duncan. He's good, great friends with Tim Duncan. Are there any similarities between Giannis and Tim Duncan, two of the great players of this generation? So that and more coming up in just a second with Antonio Daniels. Uh, just quickly, a note from NHTSA first. Uh, you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride, uh, but then you think to yourself that you're fine. You think that you can drive and it's no big deal. Well, that is wrong because even if you think the odds that you'll get pulled over are small, even if you think that nothing bad can happen, uh, you could certainly be wrong. You could lose your job. You could total your car. And uh, most importantly, you could harm or kill someone uh, or yourself. So everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there to help you right now, looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, drive sober or get pulled over. All right, let's jump in with Antonio Daniels. This was really an awesome chat. I had a lot of fun. Uh, probably could have spent a lot more time with him, but hopefully you guys find it interesting as well. So let's get started. Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks Joining us now, NBA vets, and uh, now we should also say uh, broadcasting star uh, with the New Orleans Pelicans, Antonio Daniels. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. We know you do a lot for the network, but first time uh, on Locked On Bucks. We appreciate it. Yeah, Kane, it's nice to be on with you, brother. By the way, first question. Do you, are you still, do you still work alongside Joel Myers in New Orleans? Yes, I do. I'm telling you, you talk about guys that were born with a play-by-play voice. Oh, no question. <laughs> <laughs> no, they call they call it the voice of God. The voice of God, yes. It is honestly unbelievable when you're surfing through uh, League Pass, even over here in Australia. All right, we're talking Bucks today, though. So, uh, the off-season approach for Milwaukee. How did you view this? Because GM John Horst kind of bristled at the idea that they're just running it back. But if you look at all the main names on this roster, to me, it's hard to dispute that they're running it back. So what did you think of the off-season approach to the Bucs? Should they have tried to add something different based on what you saw last season? No, I tell you, it's tough to, to even discuss making off-season changes when you had no idea what 
last season really looked like. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think many of us, with, with all due respect to the Boston Celtics, I think many of us thought that if the Milwaukee Bucks were healthy, that they were going back to the NBA Finals. You know, that's the if part, though. That's the if. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with them not doing much. Because when you have a Drew Holiday, when you have a uh, Chris Middleton, when you have a Giannis Antetokounmpo, and you surround those guys with shooting, I want to see how that works. I want to see how that works. Now, it's different if they're not healthy. I mean, if they're healthy and they get ousted by Boston or they get ousted by anybody. But when your team is not healthy and they get beat, now the question becomes, what if? What if they were healthy? What if Chris Middleton was there? Are we having a different conversation? Yes, I'm okay with them not doing much at all this offseason. Uh, so the addition of Joe Ingles, who, uh, as you might guess, is someone uh, close to my heart, uh, Antonio. <laughs> right, yeah. This is this is essentially the, to me. This is this is their buyout guy, right? I mean, yes, they signed him at the start of the season. It's a six million dollar deal, but we think he's going to return sometime in the new year around there from the ACL. Uh, that was really the major addition, Marjon Bochamp as well at the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Ingles, what do you think of, of that pickup? Because that was really the one salary slot they had there uh, with the taxpayer MLE. Joe Ingles, um, huge Joe Ingle fan, but there's a big if there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what Joe Ingles am I getting back? What Joe Ingles is the Milwaukee Bucks? What Joe Ingles did they acquire at this age coming off of that injury? I like Joe Ingles because he's gritty. He works his tail off. And he's versatile, very versatile. Ball handler, shooter, excellent pick and roll player, very high basketball IQ. Um, I've always said he is the slowest, best defender I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But the question that you ask yourself is when a guy is coming off of an ACL surgery, when a guy is coming off from being under the knife, what version of that player am I getting, especially at this age? So as far as the regular season approach, so this is year five now under Mike Budenholzer, and we've seen it change a little bit. The first two years, it's like, all right, let's win 60 games. Let's win 65 games. Let's get to 70 wins. And they're trying to win every single night. We've seen that change a little bit. But from the players' perspective, you've been in all these locker rooms that have had been in different situations. Does it get harder each year? Because ultimately, if you look at Boston, you look at Philadelphia, you look at Miami, you look at Brooklyn, these teams that are around there, none of them have won a title. The Bucs have that. So how do the Bucs approach the regular season and does it get harder with each year that they have success? You know, I think Giannis, I remember watching Giannis get interviewed last year. And one of the things that he referenced was two years ago when they were blowing everybody out, it didn't prepare them for the playoffs. But Three years ago, when they were getting blown out, it didn't prepare them for the playoffs. But when you're in the regular season, and now Coach Bud, what he's doing is now, it's not about winning 65 games. Now the concern is, how healthy are we heading into the postseason? You know, and this is today's NBA, and there's nothing wrong with that thought process. It is no longer a badge of honor to play 82 games. It isn't. Five guys, I believe, last year out of 450 guys in the NBA played 82 games. 
What good does it do if you are running these guys into the ground during the regular season and then the playoffs come and they're not the best version of themselves? So I think what the, the thing that Bud really caught on to was the learning when, how, and the correct way to rest Giannis and to rest Drew and to rest Chris Middleton, to rest the guys that really need to rest whose shoulders you're going to have to ride come postseason. And now there's a drastic difference also because once you win an NBA championship, I don't care what you do as far as 65 games go. That, that's great. If you win 65 games or 60 games and you get eliminated first or second round, like, ain't nobody tripping. But once you win an NBA championship, you become the hunted. So what the Milwaukee Bucks are now, especially coming out the East, is still, in my opinion, they're still the hunted because many people, feel if they were healthy this past year, they had a legitimate opportunity to repeat. So you mentioned Mark Boonholzer and some of the changes that he's made. And, and I would classify, classify myself as a as a Bud defender. And I don't know how on top of, of this you are, but among Bucks fans, there is still a certain section of the fan base that, that want to replace him, they've wanted to replace him. They think that <laughs> certain circumstances in that championship, and you're nodding because this is actually the case with every coach in professional right. sports, let's say that. Right. But what have you seen from Mike Budenholzer over the last few years? Because I think it's a good point you make. I think there's been significant growth, even for someone that's been a coach for the two decades, whether it's an assistant or a head coach. Okay, let me tell you this first, Kane. I'm biased. I'm biased. <laughs> Because Bud was my coach here in San Antonio. That's right. <laughs> and when I say my coach, he was my player development coach. Yes. I spent a lot of time with Bud and his family. So, yeah, I mean, the thing is, it, it, it's, it's crazy how it works. Because you said it. I don't care what fan base you talk to. It's very rare you're going to talk to a fan base that is going to just be on board with what the coach is doing. Because quite often what you hear is what he should have done was – who he should have played was, the play he should have called was, and people don't realize how difficult he is to be in that position. I have seen growth in Bud. I have. Really in his relationship and understanding of how to manage the minutes of his stars. Because you have to understand, this is a new NBA. This is a brand new NBA. This is not the 90s. This is not the early 2000s. Here we sit in 2022, the player empowerment, low management era. So players have a lot of say in what goes on today. So the biggest, I think, growth that I've seen in Bud. But I'll tell you this, though. You'll see a lot of growth in the coach once you see growth in the players, too, though. Mm -hmm. Because Giannis isn't the same player that he was before. You get in a guy like Drew Holiday, who you didn't have before. So now you have a Batman in Giannis. You have a Robin and Chris Middleton, and you have an Alfred and Andrew Holiday. What that does is it gives you more options from a coaching perspective. And what I've seen, the, the way I've seen Bud grow throughout these years, one, is managing the minutes of his players. But two, also, it's a little bit easier to manage certain situations and scenarios when you have more talent, when you get an opportunity to add a guy like Andrew Holiday alongside Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right, so got one more for you before you move on to one of the next Locked On pods that you're doing. But uh, I mentioned this before we started recording. So I work with Andrew Gaze, Australian legend, uh, 
it was on the roster in 99 when he won the title there. And he said, listen, he's you know best friends with Tim Duncan. So I have to ask you about Tim Duncan in relation to Giannis because you, know, you talk about a guy that you know, we believe is best player in the world right now in Giannis. That's might be a little biased, but I think when you look at superstar players from the outside, it looks like there's some comparison with Tim in terms of uh, perhaps leadership style, uh, not necessarily loving the media, maybe a more quiet personality, although Giannis is obviously a pretty big personality. Do you see any comparisons there in terms of franchise superstars? You know, I think the the biggest comparison that I see with guys like Tim, with guys like Giannis, with guys like Steph Curry is the leadership style. Mm-hmm. In today's NBA, to be successful, People have to follow the star. Plain and simple, they have to follow the star. But what that means is your star has to be able to be coached. So watching Tim be coached by Greg Popovich, watching Steph Curry be coached by Steve Curry, and watching Giannis be coached by Mike Budenholzer. You know, you don't see these guys show a ton of emotion. It's like, all right, you know what, whatever you need me to do, coach, I'm willing to do it. That's contagious. When your when your best player is on board, everybody's on board. And what you see when you see a lot of dysfunction and a lot of frayed relationship from the top player to the coach, a lot of times it's because the top player is not on board. So when the top player is not on board, now I don't care how good your team is, your linear room, your locker room is splintered. When you have a guy like Giannis, you have a guy like Tim, you have a guy like Steph Curry, that is the true definition, in my opinion, of culture. Those guys, Tim, Giannis, Steph, those guys are culture builders because they allow the coach, the head coach, to coach them. When you allow the head coach to coach you, anybody under him, anybody under a Tim or a Giannis or a Steph Curry will be on board because those guys are on board. Antonio, this has been the best. As I said, I know you're doing a number of podcasts tonight and tomorrow across the network. And as I mentioned, if you're flicking through a league pass, Flick it to the Pelicans broadcast. Please. You yes. can listen to Antonio and Joel Myers, the voice. And uh, we think the Pelicans are going to be an exciting team. So really appreciate the time. Uh, thanks again. Kane, I appreciate you, brother. Wow, that was a fun chat with Antonio Daniels. We'll get him back on uh, from time to time. So hopefully... Uh, you enjoyed that part of the show. A bit more to add here as we continue, but first, let's go to our friends at betonline.net. And uh, we spoke about Kevin Durant and how this shaped the conference odds, how this shaped the division odds. So here we go. Conference futures, uh, Boston Celtics favorites to get out of the East. Uh, Milwaukee, second line of betting at 3-1, to one, closely followed by the Brooklyn Nets now. So we can see how uh, the odds change quickly with the news that Kevin Durant at least looks like he's going to start the season uh, with the Brooklyn Nets out west, Golden State Warriors, uh, the favorites, LA Clippers just behind there, then the Phoenix Suns, and then the Lakers, who are 7-1, to one, uh, which seems like uh, not a smart bet if you're into that type of thing. As far as the Central Division, uh, the Bucks, absolute red-hot favorites there to take out the Central Division. So outside of NBA futures, uh, NHL, uh, NFL odds as well, which that season is just around the corner. I've been watching Hard Knocks, by the way, the Locked On Network, uh, got a mention there on Hard Knocks. Our friends over at Locked On Lions are perhaps not friends with some of our listeners here, but uh, you can check it all out 
at Bet Online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, so, fun podcast today. A bit shorter than usual with Antonio Daniels joining us, but uh, I thought it was really fascinating. And I think when you look at the Bucks and where you potentially see their ceiling this season, you ask anyone about what should the Bucks have done different this offseason. And of course, there was all the discussions that we had about, do you start to look for a succession plan for Brook Lopez? Uh, what do you do with Chris Middleton potentially extension eligible uh, moving into the season, next offseason? I think it makes sense that they'll wait. But ultimately, even if you come back to the idea that we discussed on yesterday's show with Kevin Durant, I think with Giannis in his absolute prime, uh, you can swing for the fences or you can limit risk of completely wasting the season. And to Antonio's point that there are a lot of what-ifs, there can always be what-ifs when it comes to an NBA season and when it comes to uh, what could potentially happen on the path to an NBA championship. There was what-ifs for other teams when the Bucks won the title in 2021. But I think Milwaukee's approach to bring all the guys back and say, look, we think that with this stable roster, with this stable locker room led by Giannis, who loves all these guys that he's playing with, your floor is so much higher. And you just have to hope for a little bit of luck on the injury front, on the health front. They didn't quite get it last season, really from day one, with Brook Lopez uh, off that roster. But that's what we'll all be hoping for. And ultimately, that's what every team that's trying to contend is hoping for. We we'll always say it, but the biggest factor in winning a championship has to be health. And for the Milwaukee Bucks, that's what they're going to be hoping for this season with a guy like Chris, certainly with a guy like Brooke. And we think in 12 months' time, there will be decisions made about which direction the Bucks go. There might be a change, of course, uh, based on the age demographic of the roster and potentially the result of this season. If they win another title, they probably bring all the guys back. You can argue whether that's the right move, uh, but there is a lot of water to go under the bridge before this season's post, uh, this season's playoffs. So, uh, we'll see. But fascinating to hear from Antonio that he thought it was a no-brainer that they bring uh, all these guys back. And let's be honest, when your best player is in the prime, 27, 28 years old as Giannis is, uh, that's the focal point. You look at some of the other teams across the league with, yes, the Brooklyn Nets, 34-year-old Kevin Durant. Philadelphia with a heavy reliance on James Harden, who looks like he's on the slide. We'll see what he can produce this season. Even Golden State Warriors. With Steph Curry deep into his 30s, doesn't look like he's slowing down. Clay Thompson in his 30s, Draymond Green, again, uh, approaching those 30s. A lot of these teams' best players are in that age bracket. So the Bucks are still in a good window where there's time uh, for what we hope, multiple championships down the road. But really fascinating discussion with Antonio Daniels today. Uh, make sure uh, you let us know what you thought. Jump in the YouTube comments. Uh, on Twitter, you can hit me at Kane Pittman, as you can see down the bottom there. So a bit of fun today. Don't forget, uh, Serbia, Greece, 1 p.m. Central Time, I believe, on Thursday, 4 a.m. for me. I'm going to set the alarm. I'm going to get up and I'm going to watch that game. Uh, And we'll see. We'll have a post-game pod tomorrow. I'll try and drag Frank on and we can talk all things uh, Team Greece as uh, hopefully Giannis returns to this team for a World Cup qualifier. Uh, Always fun when he gets to play. Appreciate your time today. As I always say, subscribe or follow on YouTube, audio podcast, wherever it is, and you'll find out when the next episode drops. Until then, uh, my name is Kane Pittman. I'll speak to you guys after Greece and Serbia.